0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. What's going on, Jeff Rieger with you? Another episode of the Daily Ticket. Monday, September 25th, 2023. We're talking Lions victory. They're back on track. They're two and one. Green Bay Packers are two and one as well as they won their game against the New Orleans Saints. But who cares about them? We're talking Lions. And Detroit did a heck of a job of getting back on track after that dismal, disappointing, really SOL-ish loss to the Seahawks last week. And What a difference a week makes, doesn't it? Because the players, by the way, I just got done talking to them, they heard all the negativity. Not that you should not be negative. It was a bad game last week. But they heard all the negativity, and it drove them to a great defense today. Remember all through the week, we talked about you can't get to the quarterback, you couldn't get to Geno Smith. Where's the pass rush? We yelled and screamed. Wondered why you couldn't defend the tight end. Seattle tight ends dominated Detroit's defense. It was really bad. We bitched and we moaned about Aaron Glenn. Oh, this guy needs to be on the hot seat. He can't coach a defense. And then, of course, there was Dan Campbell, his time management, his fourth down decisions. I'm happy to announce Dan Campbell did not go for it once on fourth down on Sunday against the Falcons. Not once. Probably thought about it. But it was a much better managed game. Now, I didn't have a huge issue with the fourth down plays. We all had huge issues with the way the game ended in regulation where Dan Campbell said, hey, I was playing it like it was the end of the half, not end of game. But we're all allowed to make mistakes. And a week makes a big difference. Because what you saw on Sunday was a dominant, frothing at the mouth, amazing physical defense. That held the Atlanta Falcons to just six points. Just six points. Could not even score a touchdown. Breaking news. I heard the Atlanta Falcons could not get off the field after the game. Do you want to know why? Because somebody put an end zone in front of the entrance. <laughs> you like that? little football humor for you. That means the Falcons did not score a single touchdown. And the defense was sensational. We bitched and moaned about the lack of pass rush, and all you saw on Sunday was a pass rush that if we see that every game, we would feel blessed. I'm going to give you a stat before I get into the pass rush. Going into week three, so after two games of play, all right, going into week three, three teams led the NFL in team sacks. Commanders, Titans, and Cowboys. They had ten. The Lions had seven in one game after having one in the first two games. So now they're at eight. Seven sacks against a decent offensive line in the Atlanta Falcons. Seven sacks by six different dudes. Jack Campbell, the rookie, got his first. Charles Harris got one. Derek Barnes, Ali McNeil, Benito Jones had one as well. And then you got Aiden Hutchinson, who, by the way, did not have a sack through two games, had pressure, but no sacks. Not only did he have two sacks, but he forced a fumble, had a fumble recovery as well on Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter was on his butt a ton on Sunday. In fact, if you go out to the field, which is like right over there, if you're watching this on YouTube, Desmond Ritter might still be laying there. In fact, I heard Mike Tirico put an asterisk by this game because Desmond Ritter's so bad. Desmond Ritter's so bad, you can't obviously give credit to the Lions. Of course, I'm kidding. But seven sacks. And Aiden Hutchinson, after the game, talked about just the mental toughness. He said it was so hard going through the first two games, not getting a sack. Went through the first three quarters in yesterday's game without getting a sack. And then he got two, including a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. He got to do, and he called this, the stanky leg dance. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Actually, I'm not. I don't want to, you know, blow a muscle or something. But he said now that he got to finally do the stanky leg dance, which he really dreamed about for about three games, now he's got to come up with a different dance. The other thing, too, which was really cool for Aiden Hutchinson, little side notes, his sister Mia sang the national anthem. First time ever. He said he didn't really even have to give her a pep talk. She was psyched and ready to go, and she did do a tremendous job. Just like the Lions' defense. The Lions' defense was everywhere. And if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, people, I mean, this was a decent offensive team. They scored 24 points in their first game. That was against Carolina. They scored 25 points against the Packers last week in a win. They were held to six points against the Lions. Six points. And it gets better. It really does. We talked about Desmond Ritter. Threw for 237 and a score and a pick. That was last week. Today, 21 of 38. That is horrendous. can complete a pass to save his life. 201 yards. Took seven sacks. Average of 5.3 yards per pass. That's a 70.2 rating. 70.2 rating. So after all the whining, and we had the right to whine, people. We really did. That Lions defense really came through huge, but I'm not even done. Last week, Bijan Robinson rushed for 124 yards on 19 carries. That's six and a half yards per carry. That was against the Packers. Bijan was supposed to be a big focal point against the Lions to try to win that football game for Atlanta. You know what the Lions held him to? 33 yards on 10 carries. That is a brutal, soft 3.3 yards per carry. How about that? yards per carry. Last week, 124 yards. This Lions defense was everywhere. What about those scary tight ends? Remember Seattle's tight end? They were smoking the Lions defense. This week, Kyle Pitts, a good tight end. Didn't do much last week. Eight catches for 15 yards. A little better this week. Only five receptions for 41 yards. He was targeted nine times. Lions really did a nice job of fixing, fixing everything that they did wrong last week. Now, if you just want to say that Atlanta Falcons are a bad team, I mean, listen, I would buy that because I think at the end of the day, they're not going to be a playoff team. But Detroit, after playing a lousy game last week, maybe you believe the up-down theory, maybe not. But they were all over the football defensively, and it was great to see. It really was. So kudos to the Lions. And nice for the fans to be able to get back to, like, optimism. I did a radio show on Friday night before the game. I asked the question, do you still believe in the Lions the way you did before Kansas City or after Kansas City? You would not believe how many people were down on the Lions. And that's even before you get to the Lions injury report. Did you see the injury report? Whether it be Taylor Decker or David Montgomery – they had so many guys, Hal, Vi, tie, not being able to play. C.J. Gardner johnson out for the season, or at least a foreseeable future. Tracy Walker did a real nice job in his stead. Like, I think the injury report by itself told Lions fans they're not going to win this game against Atlanta. Not only did they win, they dominated. So if you're one of those fans that got negative, which I don't blame you because I did too, doesn't it feel good at least for three days because it's a short turnaround next week, they play green Bay in Lambeau on a Thursday, but doesn't it feel good that you can get back to like believing that this is a different team? Lions did a hell of a job of rebounding. And if you want to bring in those three letters that we talked about last week, the S and the O and the L, what you saw on Sunday at Ford field was very anti-SOL. So all in all, Great game by the Lions defense, but it wasn't just the D that did well. The rookies were amazing. Some of them play on defense. How about the season that rookie Brian Branch is putting together? 11 tackles on Sunday. Three tackles for loss, two pass deflections. He was all over the football field, just continues to be a menace to opposing offenses. He also put a great hit on B. John Robinson. He did get a flag for it, but then after the game, I asked him, I'm like, Are you just, like, wondering how you get a flag for that? His response was, F it. I can't swear, but I want to swear. F it. He said he's fine picking up the flag because he wanted to show Bijan he could hit. He's not afraid to tackle. Brian Branch could be in the running for defensive rookie of the year. He's been that good. He's been that awesome. He's not the only one, though. Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. He got his first sack yesterday. Six total tackles, a QB hit, a tackle for loss as well. So Jack Campbell, I don't think, played great against Seattle. I thought he played very good against Kansas City. But he was back to being very good. Rookie linebacker, tough position to learn. He had a very nice game on Sunday. And then what about Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs featured back because Montgomery's hurt. 12 carries, 80 yards. Long run of 21 yards, 4.7 yards per carry. It did seem like it took a while for him to find his rhythm. I do believe there's so much more to Jameer Gibbs than we're seeing. Dan Campbell talked about it after the game. He's like, liked his last couple runs, had a long one of 21 yards late in the game. He said he believes when he gets comfortable, gets more reps, has more time, you are going to see a guy worthy of being drafted 12th overall. I don't think we've seen that guy yet. But I think whatever you want to believe – Sunday was a step in the right direction. Nice job by Jameer Gibbs. I know there's more there for the running back from Alabama. And then what about Sam Laporta? Tight end from Iowa. Sam Laporta made history, people. I didn't know this. I was told this postgame. Sam Laporta set a rookie record. 18 receptions in his first three games. That is the most receptions for a rookie tight end in the history of the game. He surpassed Keith Jackson, the longtime tight end who played with Philly. LaPorta is the only rookie tight end, only rookie tight end in the history of the league. Pretty amazing, right? The history of the league to have at least five catches in each of his first three games. Let me read that again. The only rookie tight end in the history of the National Football League to have at least five catches in each of his first three games. Amazing. Sunday? 11 targets, eight catches, 84 yards, and one touchdown. Sam Laporta is a great pickup. And it's interesting because when we talk about drafting Jameer Gibbs, and even if you're not a Gibbs believer yet, if you don't do Gibbs because you had to make the trade with Arizona, you don't have Sam Laporta, who you got at 34, the pick that Arizona gave you in the second round. So, Sam Laporta, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Brian Branch, the rookies were awesome. And it was great to see. Great to see. Now, what about the comparison? I got to give you the comparison because everybody was doing it. Jameer Gibbs versus Bijan Robinson. Jameer Gibbs, 80 yards, 17 carries, and along the 21, only one reception, two yards. He outplayed Bijan. Bijan, more catches. Three for 24 yards. Other than that, Bijan did, like, nothing. 33 yards and 10 carries. Now, Aiden Hutchinson said post-game that he can't believe that they went away from Bijan as much as they did. Only 10 carries. And we've already talked about Jameer Gibbs, and there's more there. But if you only judge from one game, and that's what we're judging from one game, the big matchup, Jameer Gibbs versus Bijan Robinson. Gibbs wins it. Now, Gibbs has yet to have a Bijan type game where he runs for 120 plus, scores touchdowns. He's still waiting for his first touchdown. But if you're judging by what you saw on Sunday, Jameer Gibbs gets the W in the comparison against Bijan Robinson. Still so much ball to play for both men. So much. All right, let's get to the offense very quickly, shall we? Because I don't think Jared Goff is that great yesterday. 22-33, at 33, 243 in the air, one touchdown, one pick as well. He rushed for a touchdown, which was really cool. I thought he was good in the first half. I thought he took a massive hit in the second half. I thought he was off rhythm and balance in the second half. He missed a couple of really easy throws. also hit Sam Laporta on a very easy throw. I didn't think Goff was great. Didn't need to be great because the defense was great. He also, by the way, rushed in a touchdown. That was really cool. It's really cool to see. And then he took the ball and he threw it into like the 25th row by the end zone. So not only did he throw a pick, which he called the worst throw of his life, he called that toss into the end zone the second worst throw of his life. Said he didn't like the way it came off his hand. But I do wonder if somebody throws you a football, it's not like baseball. Do you get to catch that ball? Like whatever fan happened to catch the Jared Goff streaking ball. Do they get to catch it? Or does somebody come and like want that back? Those balls are expensive. It's like $500 a ball. NFL Authentics, I got to believe genuine ball. Like, are you allowed to catch that? Yes. Do you have to give it back? I don't know the answer. I hope not. I would have left. Game was salted away at that point. I would have left Ford Field, put it under my shirt, and walked away with a game-used ball. Pretty sweet. And how many rushing touchdowns is Jared Goff going to have? So not bad. But all in all, Goff wasn't great by any means. He didn't have to be, though. He talked about a post game. Sometimes the defense got to pick him up. Sometimes the offense will pick the defense up. So it was enough. 20 points, not much in the second half. Missed some tosses out there. But it was enough, and that's all that matters. What about Amon Ross St. Brown? He is so good. He had the steel object in his shoe to protect his toe. Nine catches. Didn't even practice all week. I think he practiced the last day on Friday. Nine catches, 102 yards receptions or receiving. 11.3 on average, 12 targets. He was absolutely awesome. And by the way, we got to talk about it too very quickly. couple more guys got banged up for the Lions O-line. The right side of the line. They let massive pressure through because they had to play a rookie. Corey Soresdale had to play. Never had he played before, had to got thrown into action. Goff took a couple hits. He was under pressure. It's to be expected when you throw a rookie right tackle in there. But he didn't play awful, did not play great. You would expect him not to play great. But now you wonder what that injury report looks like as they head to Green Bay short week on Thursday. But I think we have come to figure out that the injuries don't even matter. I mean, of course they matter. But Seattle last week was missing two tackles. They won the game. Lions this week lost some O-linemen during the game. Not to mention they had a massive injury report before the game. And they still walk away victorious. They dominated. So, I believe they can find a way. So, there you go. All in all, it's a good day at Ford Field. I got to believe you, the fan, is happy. Like are you are you willing? Are you willing to say, okay, you know what? Now I feel better about things. Like this is the roller coaster ride that we are gonna ride throughout the course of 17 games. It happens, it is what it is. but I'm really impressed with how the Lions bounce back. I'm really impressed how that lion's defense played. What about you? Are you back on the bandwagon? Are you booking your tickets for Vegas in the Super Bowl? Are you just so happy that they're 2-1, and one, the best starts in 2019? They started 2-0 and won that year. First game was a tie, if you remember. So now big Thursday night game against the Pack on a Thursday at Lambeau Field. So nice bounce back for the Lions. Let me know in the comments section below. Maybe you believe this is who they really are. Maybe you'll believe last week and the week before is who they really are. Let me know what you think. But that was a nice W by the Lions. Let's get to the comments, shall we? And by the way, I apologize for leaving the Jared Goff scroll up there. That was the one from last week. Should you pay Jared Goff? That's on my, I didn't realize it until like this thing was almost over. So I took it off. I apologize. Anyway, comment section. Here we go. Good comment. This is good for my daughter. And it's probably good for you if you want to see me embarrass myself. I told you on Friday, I picked five games. I needed to go three of five. If I got more than that wrong, my daughter was going to get to paint my fingernails on the podcast. I said probably on Tuesday. I got to figure out the logistics. I don't know if people actually want to see her paint my nails or if I can just show you that my nails are painted. Either way, I got to talk to her. She's very happy. Let me know, comment section below, what colors should she choose to paint my fingernails? Because I got two pushes, the Notre Dame game and the Michigan game, and I got the other three wrong. The Colorado one, I was way off. Oregon destroyed them. I was way off on the Penn State-Iowa game. Penn State blanked them. And then the UCLA game, which could have been the one that won it for me, UCLA at Utah, they lost by seven. The spread was six. So I lost fair and square. I want to pay up my debt. I will figure out an episode. Could be as early as tomorrow where my daughter will paint my fingernails as we do the podcast. So that should be embarrassing. Fun for her, though. She's very excited. All right. Let's go to the bad comment. Every podcast, we read a good comment and a bad comment. Bad comment. This one comes from Zeke Miller, 1466. Zyke says the following, talking about me, last podcast, sorry, but this guy is annoying. I regret every time I click on these videos, two minutes into this video, last video, I had no idea what's going on. Would love it if Vilenny, Mike Valeni had a separate channel. Well, thank you, Zeke, Mr. Miller. Please keep clicking. I'll try to get better for you. I will. All right. Lions win at 26. Comment section below. Are you back on that bandwagon? Nice defensive performance by the Lions. Offense a little bit to be desired, but you know what? A win is a win is a win, and you're going to take it. Lions are 2-1, and and they rebounded from that gruesome Seattle game. Comment section below. Are you back on the bandwagon? We will catch you tomorrow on a Tuesday. Maybe I'll get my nails painted on the podcast. We'll wait and figure it all out. But Enjoy. We all deserve to be happy. Lions are back in that win column. Catch you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.